0: with you. We're continuing in our series, reclaiming, recapturing God's purpose and design for marriage, for family, for your life. We got one more sermon to pull out of Genesis chapter two, verse twenty-five. Just, just one more. Pull out of it. Just one more. Genesis two twenty-five, and it reads in our hearing. They were both naked, the man and his wife, and not ashamed. From that, I'd like to bring to you a thought. Uh, there, is there bombing in Gilead? Let me state that in another way that may be more familiar. Is there healing in Jesus? Is there healing in him? Is he our Gilead? And is there ointment for our healing in, in him? Father, even now. Father, what needs to be done, I can't do. Father, what needs to be experienced, I can't give. Father, even what needs to be said, I really can't say. But I humble myself under your mighty hand. And I ask that you do what only you can do. Speak to each of us minister to each of us. Father, you know. So, Lord, do that which is needed to be done. Meet us where we are, but take us where you will have us to be. Allow there to be such an anointing, such an empowerment that will continue to, to grow. That we know without a shadow of a doubt that it's you father even now in the mighty name of jesus we pray amen, amen. naked and, and not ashamed again dealing with this we are not just dealing with their, their physical nakedness but we are dealing with an attitude that they are not conscious of themselves. Uh They are so fulfilled in God. They are so fulfilled in one another that they are not conscious of their own sense of inadequacy, their sense of being inferior, that there is none of that. There is no fear. There is no doubt. There's no sense that someone is better than them. They, they, they know who they are in God, which allows them to be completely open to one another and they pour into each other life, like in Psalms 128, where there's a pouring of the seeds and the giving of the fruit in the relationship between the man and the woman. And you know, you know but, it, but it really goes deeper than that. Because whether you're married or not, there still ought to be people in your lives. There's still an inner me. There's still an inner you. And most and a lot of times, allow me to explain, people, we can be around people and people still don't know us. A lot of what you see on Sunday is for Sunday. I know y'all don't want me to go there. Okay. But if they're ever going to be healed and performed, in our lives, there has to become a transparentness, if not between a husband and a wife, at least between God. But I fact, let me be honest with you. The number one relationship where we need to be naked and out of shape is between us and God. Amen. Because until we get for real with God, we ain't gonna be for real with anybody else. You see, it would be awesome if we came into the relationship without any wounds, without any, without any hurts, without any, without any isles. But because Adam and Eve fell, ever since that point, all of us been born to fallen parents. Now, some of us had some real good parents, but they still were fallen. Life, if you live life long enough, life hurts. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. If you live long enough, sooner or later, somebody's going to hurt your feelings. Sooner or later, somebody is going to hurt you. And the longer you live, I hate to say it, the more folks are going to hurt you. We can go back into our childhood and we can see that maybe there's a daddy that wasn't there for you. Maybe there was a mama that didn't know how to mother you. Maybe there was some siblings that that something happened somewhere along our lives. And all of us come in and we may look good on the outside. I think I need my boxes. I I think my boxes will help. There's some tables out there. there. I need two of them because I I need to illustrate this. I don't think y'all catch me yet. I don't think y'all feel me yet. I don't think y'all feel me yet. This this, this is what I believe. All of us got skeletons in the closet. Y'all don't hear me. Every one of us got issues. Every, what? Put that one. Don't they look good? (laughs) Ain't they beautiful? The problem is, is that in order to get blessed, I got to open up my heart. In a a relationship between a husband and wife, there got to be an opening up of the heart. But experience has taught you and I that if I open up too much, somebody may hurt me. Amen. Amen. Experience has taught you that you can't trust hardly nobody to let them. The truth of the matter is sometimes God is trying to get in. Oh, y'all don't hear me? I'm not talking about folks on the outside. I'm talking about folks on the inside. I'm talking about Christian folks. You can know God as as your as your Savior that you know you're going to heaven, but that don't mean you know him as your healer. Are y'all not shouting with me. That means that I'm not talking about physical healing, I'm talking about emotional healing. You can't tell me that Jesus just came to forgive me of my sins so I can go to heaven and left me so I would still be messed up, jacked up in bondage. I look good on the outside only. But let me show you my inside. this box been kicked, been crushed. I took a magic marker and drew on it. I told a person who first made it, I said, now rip it up and tape it back up. I took a pen, poked some holes in it. Guess what? I'm even more messed up than this box. Me without Christ You without Christ? You think this box messed up? You see, the truth of the matter is we can look good on the outside but a lot of times we have not let God on the inside. You see, I can go to any of your boxes and every box will be kind of I know on the wedding day, she's in her beautiful bride gown. Yeah. He's in his tux. On the outside, they look good, but the truth of the matter is, now go be husband and wife. And you wonder why marriage is so hard. Listen. is not just what you and I have done. Sin is what, what was done to us. That's it. That's it. Amen. Not only do we have to deal with what we have done, we have to deal with what other people did to us. And you can't tell me that folks can break your heart and you okay. Listen. You know John 3.16, most of y'all can quote it. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Most of us can quote that. We know that mentally, but we haven't felt it. We know Romans 5, 8, that said God committed his love towards us while we was yet sinners. Christ died for us. I mean, even before you did anything good, God committed his love. He demonstrated his love. He showed that he loved. You, that sounds good, but a whole lot of folks ain't walking in there. You can't tell me that he just dealt with the sin on the cross. I believe he dealt with more than the sin. I believe that he got in, he stooped down right where you hurt at. I'm not just talking about the hurt of yesterday, I'm talking about your hurt right now. Because if the truth be known, just because we act like we got all together, there's some broken folks up in the... If you really wanna know the truth, you know what brought a lot of us to Jesus? Our brokenness. We realized that we couldn't do it by ourselves. So we came in broken. Hold on. Wait a minute. But wait a minute. I went to the cross. I've been washed in the blood. But a lot of times we left the cross too soon. We got a salvation to heaven. But I want to know today. Did you get your healing? Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on, think with me. I believe that healing is in the text. And, and somebody said, well, what about physical healing? I believe physical healing is in the text. That's when you get to heaven. Now, he may hear you down here, but you're going to die of something down here. But thanks be to God, unless Jesus comes back before you die, you're going to die of something. But guess what? For those that in Christ Jesus, you only die once. You ain't dying no more. So yes, there's healing, but it's total healing on the other side. But, but, but would he, does it make sense that he would clean you up and leave you in your mess? Does it make sense he would forgive you of your sins and don't deliver you of the bondage of your sins? Does it make sense that, that he came to, to die on the cross, and he didn't go in and and, and, and and help heal what sin has done to you and I. I think that where God's trying to take us, he's trying to get us that we can be naked before him and not ashamed. Y'all don't hear me? Because if you heard me, I would get some more amens than what I'm getting. Because cause, cause what I'm saying, somebody said prove it. Okay, let's prove it. Uh. Let's go there. Hebrews chapter 4, beginning in verse 16, said, and I'm gonna paraphrase it because some of y'all don't understand it when we read out the King James, because the King James, it gives two double negative. Is it said, do we not have a high priest that can that can feel the infirmity of our of our of our sorrow? Let me change that. Doesn't our high priest, who is Jesus, doesn't he know what we feel like? Hasn't he been through what we have gone through? Hasn't he been tested at all points like us? Don't he, don't, he, don't he understand what we go through as humans? Because he also was tested at all points. Well, what points? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, where all sins manifest himself from those three points. Now, hold on. And Jesus, because he could withstand sin, was tested at a much higher level than any of us. Satan threw all that he had at Jesus, and Jesus withstood the test. He said he was tested without failing. But wait a minute. That just means that he knows what temptation feels like. But does he know what my broken heart feels like? Does he know what it feels like when you go through something and the very one that you thought was going to back you betrayed you? Does he know what it feels like a child who loves their dad and dad then abandon them? Does he know know the sorrow that life has brought to you and I? Because the only way that he can deliver me is that he can identify with me. Isaiah Isaiah 53, he he takes us back and Isaiah is giving us a prophetic uh, prophecy of the coming Christ. He speaks up 750 years before the coming of Christ, but he sees Christ and he sees the, 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 the ministry that Christ has. He sees what he's going to do because he came to destroy the works of the devil. Well, what's the work of the devil? To kill, steal, and destroy. Which means then that whatever Satan has messed up, God can fix up. Yeah. Whatever Satan has done to you, God got an answer for everything that has ever happened to you. Uh, y- y'all don't hear me. That means that you don't have to stay where you're at. That means that you don't have to carry the yoke anymore. What that means is that there, that, 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 there is, there is one Gilead. What that means is that there's healing in... Oh, uh, see, hold on. Hold on. Let me cut through. Let me cut through. Let me cut through. We sitting here like we all got it together. We act like this mess ain't talking to you. But the truth of the matter is that you need to see Jesus on a higher level. The truth of the matter. You need to let him in that way. You don't let nobody in. Because I, I want you to know today, you don't have to leave here the same way you came in. I want you to know today, you don't have to carry the burden that you've been carrying all of your life. Because there is, there is blooming Gilead, there is healing in Jesus. No more shame. No more guilt, no more false condemnation. The devil is a liar. Wait a minute. Somebody say, "Are you, you mean he's gonna change my circumstance? He may not change your circumstance, but he'll change the way you go through your circumstance. Don't you know that you can be going through a circumstance and still hold your head up like you're more than a conqueror? Don't you know your circumstances don't determine who you are? Why are we allowing what happened to us? Why are we allowing what we go through to define us? That doesn't define who you are. If you are a child of the king, you somebody. If you've been washed in the blood of the Lamb you're somebody walk with your head up and say trouble don't last always matter of fact because you are a child of God you're gonna go through hell because you are saved Satan gonna throw everything at you so guess what rejoice rejoice Because when Satan persecutes you, you must be doing something right. Oh, y'all quiet on me. Isaiah 53, verse 3. Walk through this with me. He is despised and rejected of men. Hold on. Have you ever been despised and rejected? A man of sorrow. Have you ever had some sorrow? You know what? We can say that we had some sorrow, but you can't say you're the man of sorrow or the woman of sorrow. Which means that on him God placed it all. Every sorrow you've been through, every pain you've been through, when you didn't think you could make it, it said before you went through it, Jesus got up under that pain, that sorrow, that, uh, I don't, mm. let's, go, let's go on, let me, let me, let me, because I don't want to take all that, listen, he is acquainted with grief. Anybody in here acquainted with grief? Anybody moan lately? Listen, we hid, matter of fact, it got so bad, he said, that we hide our faces, though, from him. It says, it says, we, listen, the very people he did it for do not esteem him. And even God afflicted him. He was smitten of God and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgression, he was bruised for our iniquity. The, just, the chastisement of our peace is upon him. With his stripes, we are. Now no, no, follow the flow. He is talking about the emotional hurt that sin has laid on us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You cannot go and bring in physical at this point. Because within the text and in the context, he is dealing with the suffering of our souls. Yes, sir. yes sir. Thank you, Lord. Within the context... He is dealing with the consequences and the, and the aftermath that sin has caused to all of us. And the promise is this. He says, I will heal. Matter of fact, it's already done. Matter of fact, he says, I did it at the cross. That's why Romans chapter 6 says, walk in the net. If you've been baptized with Jesus, don't walk in the old man, but walk in the newness of Jesus Christ. That's why 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that you are a new creation. That all things have passed away. All things have become new. Now, now can now you can tell me? Is there freedom in Jesus? Listen listen. I think part of it is We did not stay at the cross long enough We got saved And we ran on But what we didn't understand That what came with the package Is that The yoke of Satan Has to take his hands Off your neck Oh y'all don't believe me Turn to Isaiah chapter ten. Isaiah chapter ten. Isaiah chapter ten. Isaiah chapter ten, verse twenty seven. In the Old Testament. The illustration or the picture that God used for spiritual bondage was Israel's captivity. When a nation came and put them in captivity, it is a picture of Satan putting in captivity God's people. When you speak of Egypt in the Old Testament, Egypt is a type of world. And when God delivers Egypt, when he delivered Israel out of Egypt, is a picture of God delivering the New Testament saints out of the bondages of the world. Right. So, here, when Isaiah is speaking about the bondage of Israel, and then a the time is going to come when they're going to be delivered, he is speaking into the future of the coming of Christ and what it means at his coming. Amen. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me. And it shall come to pass, in that day, what day, when Christ comes, that his burden, who that your burden and my burden shall be taken off of thy neck. Now, when he said that, he's talking about they, that nation, are Satan. Did you know that if you're not under God, Satan got a burden on your neck? Oh, oh, yeah. Hold on. Some of us that are saved is up under a burden that you don't have to be up under. There's some stuff we're walking in that God never told us to walk in. There's some stuff we are carrying that you no longer have to carry. There's some burdens that, you, that got you heavy laden that shouldn't have you heavy laden. Hold on, let's, let's read on. Look what it says. It says, And his burden shall be taken away from off your shoulder, and his yoke shall be off thy neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed. Listen. When God delivers you, you're delivered. Look what he says. He says, when I remove the yoke of Satan off your neck, I'm going to destroy that yoke. Now, wait a minute. If that yoke is destroyed, that means that Satan can't put you up under it no more. Y'all see where I'm coming from. Now, hold on. Let's go to the end of the verse. It says, it is by the anointing you got that that means that it is by the power of God nothing can deliver you and me except from the power of God hold on wait a minute hold on hook this up to Isaiah 61 and he speaks of the prophetic coming of Christ and Christ says I have come and I have come to preach. I am anointed to preach the good news. Hold on. Wait a minute. I see anointing in both verses. What that means is that when the gospel is preached within the power of the gospel is the power to break the yoke of Satan. The devil is a liar and the truth is not in him. That means that there's some burdens that by the time we get through here ought to be gone. Y'all don't hear me. There ought to be some yokes that you came in with that you won't walk out with because the the gospel of Jesus Christ will set us free. And the word says that who the word sets free is free indeed. Do I have anybody in the house that know what I'm talking about? You have experienced the yoke breaking, the burden moving power of God? One of the things that I discovered that hinders us from walking in what God has given us is there's a lot of things that has happened to us that we have not forgiven. We have suppressed it. We have pushed it under. We paid it no attention. See, when you forgive, you release the person that hurt you. Some of us been holding on to stuff 30, 20. Fifty. I know they did you wrong, but my God, how long are you going to hold on to it? Because what happens is the person that you mad at don't even know you mad at them. And even if they know you mad, they don't care that you mad and they're going on about their life, and you're stuck in a run because you haven't let go. Listen, don't let nobody be big enough to keep you from your blessing. Nobody. I don't care what they do. Don't let nobody have that type of power over you. You see, as long as we hold on to unforgiveness, we can't move forward. It may be your daddy. It may be your mama. It may... I, I on a piece of paper, I, I said, and this is not really sermon outlines. This, this is just what some of the stuff we're going to deal with. If you open it up, it says here, and all of us been at least a couple of these places not all of them is in your here i'll give it to you okay i got another one here if you don't see it sit with somebody i want you to look because i want the words to jump out at you i want you to look at it because today i want you to walk in freedom see i know how to sit down with people individually and and, and usher in deliverance, but I've been praying for a long time. I said, Lord, how do I do this on a collective basis? Because, Lord, I can't sit down with everybody. And I thank God finally gave it to me. You see, first, you got to acknowledge you've been hurt. First, you got to admit, yes, somebody did me wrong. Hold on. Then you got to admit, it hurt. It broke my heart. It offended me. Somebody wounded me. Anybody in the house been wounded? There's some folks that have been abandoned by your parents, abandoned by somebody. They abandoned you. Has anybody in the house been abandoned? Betrayed (laughs) Betrayal is somebody That you trusted See it doesn't matter If I didn't trust you But I trusted you And you took what Am I talking to anybody In the house Abuse That's verbally that's mentally, that's emotionally, that's sexually. See, because all of us came from brokenness because this world is broken. Disrespected. You know, I'm gonna put disrespected and disregarded because sometimes I'd rather be disrespected than disregarded. At least if you disrespect me, you acknowledge my presence. But when you act like I'm not even there and I'm right there in your face. Am I touching on anybody's? And I'm opening up any wounds? You see, what happens is... Psychology one-on-one. When a hurt happens and I suppress it, the experience separates itself from the emotions. I don't remember the experience, but I got all this anger flowing up in me. Have you ever met somebody that had an undercurrent of anger? they were just angry you ever met somebody that you had to walk on eggshells around them what is happening is the hurt of their past is controlling them right now there's something in their past Has happened that you know Miserable people want everybody else To be miserable with them Sometimes you can tell a person Has issues a mile away And the truth of the matter is That a lot of it comes from our past And unless I dig down And get to the past I will never be set free Got to go in and say, wait a minute. You did. Listen, because a lot of times when we've been hurt, our hurt was never given a voice. And when it is not given a voice, what we do is we. That volcano that stopped planes from going, it had pressure on the inside. And watch it when all that pressure starts flowing out on us. We got some folks that's ready to blow. And when they blow, everybody around them is going to get hurt. I'm not talking about outside of the church. I'm talking about in the church. Deceived. They lied to you. They just flat out looking in your eyes, brokenhearted. They broke your heart, devalued. They treated you like you don't mean nothing. What I learned is this, that when I come to God, I need to come to God with all my issues. And I need to allow my God to be a big enough God that he can handle my hurts. I have to, I mean, I don't have to go to them, I mean, in myself. Because you got to understand, this isn't for them, this is for you. You got to understand, this isn't for, for anybody else. This is for you. Because when you release the person that is guilty, you release yourself. It does. It does. Listen to the scripture. Unless you forgive, you can't be forgiven. And what God is saying is this. Listen to what he's saying. Because that sounds cruel. But wait a minute. What he's saying is, unless you give it to me. How can I heal it? Unless you release it, how can I fix it? If you don't give me that thing you're holding on to, then I can't forgive you for holding on to it. And if as long as you hold on to it, that thing is your God. We can be singing. We can be preaching. We can be doing everything and still have. But I know a God. I know somebody. Let me tell you about this somebody. He looked past your faults and see your knees. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Some of us got to forgive ourselves. Some of us have a listen, if God has forgotten it, if God has forgiven it, why you keep on bringing it up? If God has let go of it, how about you? God is an expert at taking broken folks and minister to them. Yeah. I'm so glad. Yeah. You can't see the inside of me, but I know somebody yeah. that sees all of me. But guess what? Even though I'm messed up from the floor up, yeah. God still loves me. Yeah. Oh, you need to say that to yourself. God still loves me. Uh, y'all, 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 did not say that like you believe it? God still loves me. Oh, yes, he does. I don't care what you got to say about it. Oh, yes, he does. You may not love me, but God loves me. Would I forgive, and I take it to the blood, there's power in the blood. I mean, there's there's, there's wonder-working power in the blood. There's deliverance power. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He said, I will bind up your broken heart. Isaiah 61. He said, I will set the captives free. Isaiah 61. He said, I will set at liberty those that are in bondage. Isaiah 61. He said, I'll turn your, your, your ashes into beauty. Isaiah 61. He said, I'll give you the garment of praise. Isaiah 61. He said, I'll your morning in the joy. Isaiah 61. If God said it, I believe it. You know what we got to do? We gotta take our brokenness to Jesus. We gotta give it to the cross. What I love about God. He'll start working on you in secret. He won't tell nobody. He won't tell on you. God will start dipping it in the blood. And when God put it in the blood, I mean covered in the blood. From head to toe in the blood. Y'all don't hear me. Oh, wait a minute. Move these boxes. Notice, head to toe, covered. Notice, got a bow on it. He sealed it, and when God seals something, oh, yeah. can't nobody, can't nobody, can't nobody take away the seal. Wait a minute, thank you. Thank you. I went down, messed up, oh, he's just gonna give us a peek, oh, I went down, yeah. tore yeah. up, but let the blood of Jesus well. not just touch you, but let him wash you yeah. from head yeah. to toe. Yeah. Wait a minute. I'm a new, I'm a new on the inside. Matter of fact, my inside look better than my outside. Take your vitamins if you want to, that's good. Do your exercise if you want to, that's good. But sooner or later, Time is gonna catch up yeah. with you. Yeah. Everybody know you dye your hair. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody know you ought to be gray by now. Yeah. Things that used to be up goes down. used to work don't work no more your step gets shorter your stride gets gets, get slower I declare you used to be 6'2 you're about six foot now age have a way of catching up but guess what that's on the outside but like Jesus Work on the inside, and the inside gets better day by day. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What happened? Well, the scripture says that if any man or woman be in Christ, they are a new, they are a new. They are a new, they are a new, they are a new, they are a new creature. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. The devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. I'm not what I used to be. There's something on the inside that's new about me. He can't hold me down no more. We choose to forgive. We choose. Hold on. Hold on. The devil set you up. In your childhood, he set you up. He saw that God had purpose and meaning in you. And the devil messed up your childhood. But just because your childhood was messed up don't mean your future got to be messed up. Just because you made some mistakes in your past don't mean you got to walk in your mistakes in your future. If God said you're more than a conqueror, you're more than a conqueror. We need to have a new paradise. shift. We've been washed in the blood of the Lamb, and that changes everything. What you doing? I'm taking it to Jesus. What is Jesus doing? He's washing it in his blood. What you doing? I'm giving it to my Savior. What is he doing? He's making me brand new. Yes, I used to do all that. But guess what? That ain't me no more. That's the devil trying to interrupt the sermon, but the devil is a liar. He's mad because some of you going to walk out of here free. He's mad. He can't stand it. He's throwing a hissy fit. But guess what? He can't stop what God is up to. We rebuke him in the name of Jesus. You're being made whole. No more will allow somebody to be bigger than my God. No more will allow the past to define who I am. No more will I hold on to something that God wants me to give up to him. Hold on. I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen. Let you know what's gonna happen. Because we're giving it to God, stuff of your past is gonna start coming up. we done took something we done we done we done cut that lock we done banged off the the, the, the lock and we done cracked the door so stuff in your past and you're going to be tempted to say that darn reverend venice I tell you what you do. When God brings it up, what he's doing, he's reconnecting the emotions of the pain with the experience of the pain. Let me say that again. He is reconnecting the emotion of the pain with the experience of the pain. And what you do, you give it to Jesus. As it come up, Lord, that's yours. You take that. Lord, I forgive that. Lord, that has no more dominion over me. Lord, I let go of that. I won't hold them accountable for that. They have no more power over me. Now, I may not, I won't put myself in the position to be used no more, but they don't affect me no more. I can see them, speak to them, hug them, pray for them, smile at them, even help them. Why? Because they don't have no control over me no more. It is good when you free. It is good when you free. The weight is gone. The guilt is gone. Is anybody in the house want to be free? Is anybody in the house that want to be free? Is there anybody in the house that want to be free? Is there anybody in the house that want to be free? Is there anybody in the house that want to be free? Because that's something you got to grab. You got to fight for it. Then what you need to do take the paper, fold it, and look at the other side. Because Jesus has given us abundant life. He has, said that with me He has given us abundant life. I must forgive in order to be forgiven. Therefore, I make a choice. Listen, my feelings don't have to feel like it. You're going to get up and go to work tomorrow, and you don't feel like it. But guess what? Because if you don't, you won't get paid. You're going to get up and go. There are some things you do because it's good for you. Don't feel like it. But I'm gonna make myself do it anyway. I choose to forgive. I choose to let go. I choose to let God take care of it. I choose to be all that God wants me to be. I choose to walk in the blessing of what God has for you. for you. Can't nobody keep you from your blessing but you. It's forgiven. Say that with me. It's It's forgiven. Say it again. It's forgiven. Say it again. It's forgiven. How many receive that? How many believe that? Give God a shout. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. Give God some praise. The devil is a liar, and the truth is not in him. There's no guilt. There's no shame. There's no more condemnation. The devil is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Fellas, get this out of the way. Get this out of the way for me. Thank you, fellas. The most un- re- important, the most important relationship we have is that with God. Amen. And until we can be naked and not ashamed before him, we can't be naked and ashamed before anybody. Before we we gotta let him in before we let anybody else in. Listen, you can fool some people, but you can't fool God at all. So we might as well give it to him. We might as well trust him. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is deliverance power. There is healing power. There is power to meet you at your point me call on it call on the name of Jesus call on him. and I, I, I declare he'll make you shout when you don't want to shout I declare you won't be ashamed to praise him no more I declare you will raise your hands and hallelujah I declare he'll make you run sometimes and you won't be ashamed I declare you will feel free on The inside that's when Jesus do what he does. I'm, I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. I ain't going. Somebody here today, you need to experience Jesus. Matthew 11 says, Come on to me, all ye that.